Welcome, welcome, welcome to our first mini-sode of House of Bravo. I am Emma, an astrocartographer and human design reader. And I'm Tasha, an intuitive astrologer based in Brooklyn, aka your agent of Pluto. All right, so if you've been keeping up with our podcast, you'll know that Tasha was at BravoCon and I was unfortunately visiting family in Puerto Rico, but uh, I wanted to keep myself completely in the dark so we could have this little mini-sode where myself and the listeners together kind of get an inside look into what BravoCon is like. Incredible, honestly. Chaotic, incredible, and super fun. So let's just dive right in. On our actual episode, you mentioned that Caroline Brooks and her Mm -hmm. mom and you had a conversation. So I'm just like, I'm wondering, do a lot of people show up with their parents there? You would see a mix of them. I mean, people definitely came with like their significant others. You saw so many husbands there, but I actually wasn't in the SVIP lounges. So for folks who are listening, I personally got a VIP one day pass and then had a general admission pass for uh, Sunday, thanks to my friend. But ultimately, I feel like people definitely came rolling with their posses. But Caroline Brooks's mom was the only one I saw in the photo op room with her, which was really cute, I thought. That is cute. I love I love the familial support. Um, mm. All right, you brought up a good point. Like, what is the difference between what a general admission ticket gets you and what the VIP ticket allows you to experience? The difference really, I think, comes down to, one, how many add-ons you're looking to purchase with the experience, and two, sort of what you're really prioritizing. If you're a GA, you really have to to maybe a little more flexible around who you're looking to meet um, and also be a little more Virgo and plan ahead of time, if you will, because <laughs> there are some things where you really, there are different lines for everything, SVIP, VIP, and GA. And like the VIP and SVIP lines would go so much faster than the GA. Okay, so it's like fast tracking you, like you're at a, a, a theme park or something like that. And you get yeah, to yeah. In the lines. Do you think the housewives or like not just the housewives, but do the Bravo celebrities get paid to be there? Mm, Interesting. I actually don't know the answer to that, but I will say, I mean, there was like, you know, a bazaar. There was so much merch. There were also apparently I don't know if you've like been keeping up with the rumors or like the tea on the Internet, but um Apparently, like, some people were trying to charge for headshots and, like, trying to make extra money. So I'm not entirely sure. I almost feel like this is just, like, a work conference event the same way, like, you know, I used to work in finance and you'd have, like, your allocators event and, like, everyone just shows up. Like, you just pay entrance, but, like, no one's really there. No one's paid to be there except the speakers. And in this case, I feel like, I don't know. I just kind of feel like maybe a little bit, but I do almost wonder if there's like a contractual obligation. Like if you're an active member or past member and we send extend the invite, then you have to come. Yeah, I, that's kind of what I was thinking along the lines of I knew there would probably be opportunities for them to sell their products because most of mm-hmm. them do have products. And I was thinking it was kind of like the uh, reunion where you're expected to show up. And if you don't, there could be a slap on the wrist or maybe you won't get paid like as much the next year or you won't get an increase or whatever Mm -hmm. it is. You're like coming down to 
figuring out what you're going to pay get paid for the season. All right, but let's get back to the fun things and away from the yeah, logistical yeah. stuff. Um, <laughs> Okay. All right. Who, like, who did you chat with? We, we mentioned, uh, Caroline Brooks's mother and you also mentioned Chris Bassett in our episode, but who else did you get to meet? Yeah. So I also, okay. So for some below deck fans out there, I personally love below deck. I actually got to talk to Frazier, um, who is going to be the new chief stew this season. And it's actually super funny. Like below decks premiering, I think in November when, Jupiter finally moves back into Pisces and that's such a Mm. water transit to me and the fact that this show is now premiering again is just very astrologically spot on yeah so he was one waiting for the photo op and you know we were just talking about again the eclipse it's his birthday this week so happy birthday Frazier I think the 26th also got to talk to Ava uh, Marcel from Atlanta oh my god I love her Yes. Oh my gosh. She's honestly the most stunning. Like she was so stunning. It was, I think I post, like we posted a picture about how like, you know, you have the Halloween and like Kyle and like how you kind of look fugly looking at Bravo loves. Like that's how I felt like Ava. She's so, (laughs) she's so beautiful. And I had to tell her like, listen, like I used to watch you on ANTM back when I was in Malaysia of all places. And it's so funny now that I think about it because the last like 18 years ago is when I moved to the States. And so it's almost like one giant eclipse cycle happened. And now I'm meeting Ava after all this time. Um, so she was amazing. Um, who else did I, oh, Paige, Paige DeSorbo for folks who watch Summer House. Also super incredible. Um, she is very into astrology, Paige, Scorpio queen. So Oh, and I also got to talk to Kenya and I got to kind of give her like a little astrological compatibility tea based on, I mean, if those who are, you know, sort of been keeping up with the rumor mill and whatnot, I was just kind of going off that and chit-chatting a little more. So um, she seemed super receptive. Honestly, everyone was super receptive. I think that was the most surprising bit of it all. I, but these Bravo Labs, I mean, they were just always so spot on at least in my personal experience and I had like a friend who I met who met Caroline Stanbury and was like she was the nicest so I feel like everyone was really on their a-game for the most part barring like backstage fights aside Mm. oh man Kenya that's that's really exciting so was Eva but Kenya you know Eva seems like a down-to-earth chill just like whatever someone that you could just walk by and meet but Kenya is such a fucking personality who that you saw like you didn't have to necessarily like meet with them but just like from seeing through the crowds man or woman was the best looking person in person oh my god it was Eva absolutely like it was so funny when she walked into the photo op um and I was so thankful like my friends shout out Leslie Jolin Nassim they like camped in front and so we actually got to see her walk in like in full glory I mean, it was truly like an America's Next Top Model, like mini shoot. And she looked so fabulous. She had like this white suit on with this bra top. And like, I think someone in her posse was with her or someone from security. But it was so funny because everyone on the staff was trying to take a picture with her also before they could before they even let sort of the regular um, plebes like myself get the pictures with her. It was (laughs) it was it was just so like they were all so excited to see her. And she was so like. I think you can also tell someone's, I think, really beautiful on the inside. There was just a glow about her that was unearthed. Like, it was otherworldly. 
this is my love letter to you. <laughs> my open letter. <laughs> Amazing. Okay. So the second part of that, because, you know, sometimes these people talk about their outfits and how like it looked great in person, but it doesn't show well on camera. So mm-hmm. who was the best dressed that you saw? Oh my God. Honestly, they all really brought it. I will say Candace looked very good. Um, Candace from Potomac, like even on the last day she had on these glasses with like this Barbie fit um, with the blunt bangs, like Anna Wintour style. Very, very cute. I mean, honestly, all of them brought their A games. Even I will say this is controversial. Like I don't necessarily feel like I identify with Erica Jane style. Um, but I did see her on a couple of panels and not that I admired how she looked from afar, but I actually really did think that the pictures, when they took pictures of her, they showed up much better than what I thought. In per- like, I just don't understand that aesthetic. You know what I mean? Even though she pulls it off. Like, I think she was wearing um, a Cavalli, like, oh my God, it was like a double breasted plaid suit. Um, and I think that was on the best coast, West coast panel or sorry, East coast, West coast panel from day one. Um, with like the high ponytail, like I actually thought that look was super chic when I saw it on pictures, but in real life, I didn't have a good, like, I couldn't appreciate it. You know what I mean? Interesting. She definitely seems like the type of person that's making sure that her and her team take pictures of things to see how they photograph versus just like, oh, this looks good on me. So I'm going to wear this, which a lot of other like Sutton does that if in, it doesn't necessarily translate things like that. So yeah, I, I actually like, I actually, you know, it's so funny. I'm not like a big fan of Sutton's choice of wardrobe, but I actually think Sutton showed out this time. Like she wore this beautiful long sleeve green, like midi dress number. Honestly, I actually did think all the women looked on like they brought it all to BravoCon for sure the lady oh and Garcelle Garcelle like had such beautiful moments and like pink oh I will say one thing pink was such a color on like was such a color of the moment especially on Friday and it's interesting right because Friday is you and I both do this sometimes too I know you got your haircut recently and was like oh it's Venus Day I'm wearing x colors so days of the week have different associations with different planets and as such you can wear different colors to sort of honor or work with the energy of that planet and of course BravoCon starting on Friday you had literally everyone and their mother in pink it was wild not even just Meredith Marks because Meredith Marks also showed up in pink but you had like I don't know, Amanda Batula, Lindsay Hubbard, even had Tamara in pink. Like there's so many, there was so much pink. It's wild. It was so Venusian. Yes. So Venus rules Friday and Venus's colors are generally pink or green. So that is really interesting. If you want to talk about green too, the first panel of the day, um, Housewife to Housewife on Friday, most of them, Dorinda, Jill, Teresa, maybe she wore green. I can't remember, but all most of them did wear green. I just remember Jill and Dorinda especially wearing green. And I thought, wow, everyone really is operating on this color scheme today. I wonder who all their astrologers are. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned panels. So what panels mm-hmm. did you actually sit in on? Okay, so whew, I'm going to rack my brain. Day <laughs> one, it was housewife to housewife. Um, and it was sort of like the, almost like, the premiere like welcome panel if you will at least in my mind because it was so packed and that's actually where I met my first like my crew if you will because we were all looking for seats frantically and um that's where I saw Chris Bassett but that one was really cool it was almost like 
housewives getting together, talking about their different experiences across different franchises. And I think, you know, that was actually what I really enjoyed. I enjoyed the mixed housewife panels more than I enjoyed like the actual panel of the housewives from the same cast like so that was like the housewife to housewife one and then oh that the dorinda jill panel i forget what it was called but it was moderated by jerry o'connell that one was amazing too it was there was like a moment where dorinda was talking about how you know she has her bluestone manner and jerry was like oh do you think every other housewife should have a manner and she was like well i'm the only one that can house every girl on a trip in one place and Jill was so funny. She had her dog on stage too, which was adorable. Um, and the dog was just like lying on its back, just hamming it up. And Jill was like, well, I have a house in the Hamptons. And Dorinda was like, that's a rental. Ooh, that was saucy. Clearly they have not resolved their tension from the last girls trip. Um, but it was like amazing to watch live because they were going back and forth. And Jerry was kind of like, I don't really know what to do. I'm just going to like observe and let this play on. It was kind of cool. I love um, I love Jerry O'Connell. And also, yeah, it seems way more interesting to be on a mixed cast panel or even mm-hmm. like a panel where the people aren't necessarily being like on the seasons together because we see that. We see it in the shows. We see it in the reunions. So like I feel like the the fun thing about BravoCon would be to see all these people coming together with their different mm-hmm. but shared experience. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And you know what was really even fun was the best coast East Coast panel to round out the first day. It was almost like a like the game type of panels. Like I'm really upset I missed the family feud panel um, with Candy's family or like the game with Candy's family. And like I think the poor guys were there. Um, But the one that I did end up on, they had like a price is right moment. So you had to guess like housewives on each team the west coast east coast and like Ramona was in the east coast team which was my only Ramona sighting of the weekend um (laughs) and it was just funny you had like housewife products that they put up on the screen and very much like the price is right people had to guess higher or lower oh Um, that's fun yeah and it was hilarious because everyone was like wait how much do Wendy's candles cost like I think her four wick cost 149 or something ridiculous. It was it was kind of funny because all of them like Erica seemed to be tapped in. Like Erica knew, like shockingly knew or like had a pulse on it. So who knows? She does know how to spend her money, but um and apparently Yeah, she help. also has a lot of uh cancer and water placement. So that like gives an intuitive edge yes definitely oh god but the one moment that I fucking died honestly was when um they asked it was like not only just price items obviously they would bring up sort of bravo trivia and you know I talked to some other friends and we definitely want to steal all those questions for like a bravo trivia night at some point or a bravo game night um which would be really fun but one of the questions was um to Garcelle and uh, Marlo I think uh what uh what did Jen no what did Mary Cosby say Jen Shaw smelled like like what a question it was wild like it was so funny because Marlo and Garcelle I think I think Garcelle knew but like obviously there was a lot of audience participation yeah Um, yeah but it was just like kind of chaos it was like really fun you know what I mean like super lighthearted, no drama just let's just bravo shit up (laughs) oh but I will have to say you know obviously there was a lot of applause 
Um, but I think the one moment we all heard about was Rina getting booed. Yeah. And I've had people ask, like, was were the boos that bad? Were the whatever, you know. To be honest, I'm gonna say this. The whole panel was kind of a snooze fest. Like I admittedly was caught up in the stampede, but yours truly was not about to get Mufasa at fucking BravoCon. Okay. Like I was like, no fucking way I'm dying in a stampede here. And the panel wasn't even worth it. Like the intros were the most to me compelling moment and maybe the first few questions. But like when they announced Rinna, oh my God, the booze that came was kind of incredible and she came out swinging and a credit full credit to her like if you're walking out to a a crowd excessively booing you which I don't necessarily think is great um regardless (laughs) she like came out with the middle finger and like really flipped everyone off in her orange suit and like really making a statement. I saw the clip, of course, of Rena getting booed, but I couldn't even hear. Like I was down in Puerto Rico at a restaurant when I was like listening to it and I turned the volume all the way up, but I couldn't even really hear booze. But I will say that I think being on a soap opera where, mm-hmm. you know, you're, you're the good person, you're the good guy, you're the bad guy, you, you like it probably prepares you for getting a lot of hate. I mean, especially when we look back to it wasn't with Rinna, but Eileen, when Brandy's mm. like, can I slap you? Can I slap you? And she's like, whoa, this is like super fandom. I'm not that character. Right. Um, I, oh, I, I forgot about that. experienced this over the years before. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, as I said, like, you know, we just recorded our episode and Rinna's going through the second Saturn return. It's interesting. Obviously, you know, we're all only human and how much of a villain veneer you can put on, if you will. I did hear rumors about maybe like the girls trip producers, like considering or thinking about Rinna, like if they wanted to, like they would isolate her on a girls trip and just have her as her own self to see like what kind of drama might brew. You know what? And those are the panels I actually think I regret not going to and there are so many so honestly next year you have to come along with so we can split and (laughs) divide and conquer basically definitely definitely Um, okay so yeah I've got one more question for you yes Uh, are you now inspired to watch any shows that you weren't previously following before oh my god yes married to medicine is like I heard that panel that was the one panel that I heard was of the cast that was wild that on SLC of course um but Married to Medicine really brought it and every time there are other folks who would join other panels like Quad was so like honestly amazing Heavenly Dr. Heavenly like I am so excited to now go back and watch that granted I still obviously have some binging to do on my end but Married to Medicine for sure uh I I love Married to Medicine actually right before we recorded this. I was watching the season finale of this season. I think they're great. And honestly, if we like when we start adding in other shows, I feel like they'd be a natural yes. one to add because they're basically house they're housewives. They're just doctors. But it's the right. exact same thing. It's not like a below deck where you're or like a Vanderpump where it's a different setup. Like it's exactly yeah. the same. It's just not called a housewives. But anyway, that makes me happy. Is there anything else you want to share with us about your time at BravoCon? You know, I think for me, having gone by myself and really throwing myself off the deep end, like I would totally recommend folks actually going by themselves. Like if you, you know, happen to be listening and you're like, oh, I don't really have any Bravo friends or like, where's my crew who'd be into going like for three days? Like, 
I don't actually even think you need to go for three days. I think you can definitely um, go by yourself, make friends, enjoy the experience from like, I think that's the one thing I felt really, really, um, I don't know. I was like reflecting and I felt really grateful, like getting deep here, but I am so appreciative of how lovely this Bravo community is and to meet everyone and just be bonded over our love and mutual admiration or appreciation for Bravo is such a, a weirdly unifying thing. Um, and it really made me happy to be part of this community and super proud to be producing content with this community now. So I will say also last thing, I'm so wordy today with this Scorpio energy. Um, I'm a little annoyed at myself that I did not get off my lazy ass off the couch on the third night of the WWHL taping. So full transparency, I didn't buy any add-ons. I was just trying to see what the F BravoCon was and maybe next year I'll do so. But I would have really loved to have gone to the Watch What Happened Lives taping. I mean, all three days, of course, but for the focus of this episode, that reveal of the New York Housewives would have been such an iconic moment to be there for. And I don't know, you know me, I like being in person to feel energy. So I feel like I would have maybe picked up at least a little intuitively on how I feel about these women. Yeah, you know, I, the idea of BravoCon is not something I would ever even toy with mm-hmm. before this was a project we were working on. However, right. being at, like in the audience of Watch What Happens Live, but more importantly, being a bartender on Watch What Happens Live has been a dream of mine for maybe 10 years plus. Like I love Andy Cohen. I love Watch What Happens Live sometimes even more than the actual Bravo mm-hmm. shows themselves. So uh, yeah. yeah, I will definitely be, I will definitely be doing that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But of course, you know, like we both weren't there um, to witness these new housewives for Roni, but so curious. This is actually the first time we're also talking about the Roni cast together. Um, we've been preoccupied with the recaps, obviously, but off the bat, Emma, I'm so curious to know what your immediate thoughts are with Before we start talking astrologically, I just want to say that I really appreciate and prefer when housewives are people that I don't know. Like, Mm -hmm. of course, it's fun to see someone like a Denise Richards or a Candy as a housewife who like we've seen them in their celebrity before they became a Bravo celebrity. But um, I do like that I've never heard of any of these people, although you did tell me that some of them have big online followings or kind of like in the influencer realm, which makes me a little concerned. Um, I like I get that the franchise is trying to bring in fresh blood and a younger generation, but I do miss the days of this really being a show about housewives because when we look back at the first seasons of OC or even the original seasons of New York like we didn't know who Vicky Gunvalson was or who Ramona Singer was they were Mm -hmm. just these boss ass ladies who ran their households had successful businesses and that's what really made me fall in love with the show so I'm gonna hold my judgment because Salt Lake City is a great cast And it's a newer cast and a little bit Mm -hmm. of a younger cast. So maybe this newer cast will, you know, be as epic as Salt Lake City. I don't know. What do you think? I agree. I agree. First of all, everything you said about, I'm looking for maybe, granted, these are not real women um, 
in like the, you know, these are not the women that go to the grocery store. Um, but the there's some sort of escapism and fantasy, but relatability, right? And I think a lot of what makes the existing casts for a lot of these shows, and I think what made people really love Roni and love all these other franchises was it did air the line between a little bit of delusion, a little bit of relatability, a little bit of, you know what I mean? Like it was such a perfect balance and it yeah. is very hard to get a sense of that, especially now when social media is so curated and the only imprint you really have of these folks are their grids on their page right now. Right. Um, but to your point, I mean, looking at the cast, so what you have Jenna Lyons, who used to be the J Crew president, um, back when J Crew was super, super chic and creative director. She's got a lot of lot of interesting drama. You have Lizzie Savetsky, who's a Libra son, potentially a Scorpio Sag Moon. You have she's a matchmaker and influencer. There's that I word again. We have Jessel, Jaseel Tang, Tonk. Um, I think she's Indian also, or she might be. Punjabi, I, I completely butchered her name, but I actually am very excited to see um, an Indian cast member on the show. I think that'd be really interesting. She's a double tourist and she's a brand consultant and fashion publicist. We also have Uba Hassan, who's a model and philanthropist. Saida Silva, who's an influencer, again, an influencer and content creator. Are they the same thing? That's such an oxymoron. Um, yeah, I feel like at with, this point, they are the same thing. Like, what's the difference? Influencer and content creator? Okay, Sagittarius. Sagittarius Gemini. She's just being wordy. Um, <laughs> Bryn Whitfield, who's a double Aquarius sun, Aquarius moon, and Erin, who, oh, she's a marketing and communications consultant. Um, and the last to round out the cast, we have Erin Dana Likey, who's a Cancer sun, Virgo moon, and she's a real estate agent. So... We have a pretty big cast. Also, I don't know. I Like you mentioned who Jenna Lyons was, but I think you might have forgotten to mention her placements. So that would be oh, Gemini, sh- Sun, and Scorpio Moon. We don't have, you know, birth times, rising signs. We don't have like actual accurate sort of details we can pinpoint to, but you can kind of get a general sense and vibe just based on the Sun-Moon combinations. And looking at this cast, would you agree it's a, it's a very air-earth-heavy yeah like the air really stuck out to me and Mm -hmm. even like mutability um like Mm -hmm. I think there's gonna be a lot of butting heads on a communication level like we have Gemini Mm -hmm. Virgo both ruled by Mercury but in very different ways then we've got Sagittarius energy which is a fire sign but it's a mutable sign so that also has to do with just being very changeable and not so things things can change quickly what you say one minute minute might not be what you feel the next so mm-hmm. um i th- mm-hmm. think i think that will add an interesting flair for folks who might not be familiar like we're just we're strictly talking elements right now and that kind of feeds into a lot of how signs manifest their energy and when you have like an airy cast it is very a lot of words going to get thrown around so do you have any like just looking at placements is mm-hmm. there anyone that you feel, oh, I'm, I think I'm going to vibe with this person or I think that this person oh <laughs> might rub me the wrong way? Um, I think if I'm looking to be like super stimulated, keeping on my toes, I would want to hang out with like Jenna Lyons and Sai. Honestly, I love a SAG energy, as you know, Gemini's, I think I have to get to know better. And I always find them very interesting. And obviously I can't shy away from any Scorpio energy. So 
that's who I'm with. It is very interesting with Lizzie, though, because she's a Libra sun. And as I said, she might be a Sag moon, Scorpio moon. But because she's a matchmaker and influencer and she has like, a, like if you go on her Instagram page, she is very spiritual. She's her Jewish faith is very close to her. She wasn't actually even at the premiere or the uh, the revealing because she was observing a Jewish holiday. Um so it's interesting, right? You see her Libra son, you see her being a matchmaker. That's kind of her role. And her she's matchmaking sort of folks in the community, in the Jewish community. So you, if you were to tie that Libra son sag moon in, it is very fitting for her. That is interesting. Yeah. So when what I about you? placements, yeah. I'm thinking I'm liking Lizzie's mix of the Libra mm-hmm. sun, potentially sag or Scorpio moon. Either way, like that sounds chill to me um not knowing her other placements. <laughs> yeah it does I don't know like I don't, well I'm a Sagittarius <laughs> rising so a Sagittarius right. I mean you have that moon sign and I think that's one of the reasons why we vibe so well um yeah, yeah, and then yeah, yeah. Libras are you know the scales they balance things they also are beautiful and have this like lovely energy about them so mm-hmm. it just in like abstractly sounds mm-hmm. like a nice, lovely mixture. Um, I'm feeling like Erin with the Cancer Sun Virgo Moon. I might, I might not. Too much love. for you. Yeah, too much for know. you. Like Virgo's too much really mothering intense. for you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I will say the Cancer Sun and Virgo Moon. It's so interesting. Like I love when I identify people's careers with their astrological placements because Aaron's actually a real estate agent and to me that's so cancer sun so virgo moon like cancer sun so oriented around the home making sure you find the home for you virgo i know what home to find for you i know best again between lizzie and Aaron, you can kind of see like their scorpio or sorry not scorpio i love scorpio but um you can kind of see their astrological energies play out just inherently from their sun and moon which is super cool yeah, I love that. I love that. Um, it will. I'm like very intrigued. Like I said, I've never heard of these people. That very much excites me. And I'm I'm really intrigued to see number one with a fully new cast, but in a city that we've seen year after year in this format, how that's going to play out, but also just these new personalities and what they bring to the Bravo universe for us. Actually, I, I don't know why I didn't mention this before, but I'm like very intrigued to see Bryn because as a double Aquarius, mm-hmm. Aquariuses are like known to be unique, different. They're humanitarians. They're like very community oriented, but it can play out in such a different way. Like when we think like stereotypically, when you think of Aquarius, you think kind of like weirdo or different, but it's really it can go in so many different ways. Like the Aquarius coming to mind, uh, Kenya's an Aquarius sun, I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure. Giselle's yeah. an Aquarius rising. So like we do have Aquarius energy thrown in in other casts and it always presents in such a different way. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's another one that I'm keeping an eye out for that I'm intrigued how that's going to play out. I'm very excited because I always love content. So I'm very excited for this new cast. And more importantly, I'm just very excited to see how all these signs and all these energies are going to be working with each other. There's a lot of words. There's a lot of stubbornness um, also with some of that earth energy. I just, I can't wait to see every cast is so new and every interplay is so different. It's going to be great either way. So I'm making my way through the last season at the moment. And it oh, is, 
it's interesting and I think a very important season um, in the context of how we view housewives. Are housewives just entertainment? Are we viewing them as people? Are we viewing them as idols? What happened? Again, it's very much the same stuff we talk about with who is the judge, jury, persecutor for when our reality stars, you know, fuck up like Jen Shaw, right? We love elements and there are some problematic elements. Like, I just think all of it's very interesting. No comment either way, just interesting observations. Yeah, and I think like that could be said about entertainment in general, you know, different Mm -hmm. people get different things for it. So I know like personally, I'm one of those people that love the really controversial and maybe even like fucked up aspects of these out of touch women. Do Mm -hmm. I want that to be how society is moving forward as a whole? Absolutely not. But I find it very interesting to have those things shown on TV to open up conversations to the public about what's, you know, what's Mm -hmm. correct, what's not like, how should Mm -hmm. we how should we address people when they're mm-hmm. doing that are completely out of line, <clears throat> Ramona? <clears throat> so, um, <laughs> yeah, like I'm not one to cancel someone and write them off completely, but I do think that it allows us to kind of look at the different generational takes on things, how things have changed, how society is moving forward and to address it in, mm-hmm. in a more open forum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think it'd be interesting at some point to do an episode on um, generational astrology. You know what I mean? Looking at like housewives from older generations versus new housewives and like, oh, totally. How different. Um, yeah, how those differences kind of manifest. But that's this Minnesota has gone on for way too long. So, you know, I know this Minnesota is very... becoming a maxi sode. Well, Tasha, thank you for representing us at BravoCon. And thank you for our lovely breakdown for myself and the listeners and for all of you listening, don't forget to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts and to go ahead and follow us on Instagram at the cosmic clubhouse. See you next week. See you later this week. See you later this week. Oh my gosh. Bye. I know. Bye. Bye.